Ratatouille Live Happy Sale is back.
Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Um, just before I do formal introductions, I just want us to just continue in worship. Um, the presence of God is already here, and I'm just so excited for what is going to happen tonight. And Father, we just recognize you in our midst. We just recognize you in our midst, of God. You are here. You are here. Thank you, Jesus. You are here. Mm. In this place. And we worship. And adore your holy name. Thank you, Father. Wow. Presence of God is here. Lord, you are here. Yes, you are here. You are here in this place. And we worship and adore your channels of our spirit. Open up. That's our prayer tonight because we must hear God. We are with the Father. Open up. No boundaries, no limits. Open up. Let deep call on to deep. Open up. We're just praying, Lord, help me hear your word tonight. Channels of my spirit, please open up. Rabande Kedemasukola Daya, we are with the Father. Open up, Dada, let there be no boundaries, no limits. Please open up, Radabayagadosha, let deep call unto deep. Open up. You know, one of the most scary scriptures that I think, you know, is in the Bible. The Bible says that. Jacob, you know, has this supernatural encounter with God. And he says, you know, God was here and I did not know. Another scary scripture that I find in scripture is when Jesus, you know, was crying when he rode in the donkey. And he says, you know, essentially these people couldn't recognize him for who he was. Right. So I want us to just pray. 
I just want us to pray. I just want us to pray that we will not miss the day of our visitation, that we will know no man after the flesh, and that we will hear God, we will hear the word of the Lord as through whomever, whichever vessel that he's going to be bringing it through. So, Father, we just pray tonight. That we will be able to recognize what you were saying, that we'll be able to hear you, that we will receive your word with meekness tonight, that we will act on it and we will see incredible transformation in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, because you are here. Thank you, mighty God. For in Jesus' mighty holy name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Now it's time for protocol. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Miriam. Um, you can also call me Miriam or Miriam. <laughs> I don't have any other name. My name is Miriam. Don't mind me. I'm just being silly. My name is Miriam and I will be taking the word of God tonight. And I am, ooh, I'm beyond excited because yeah, God, God is going to, God is going to convict hearts tonight. And that's just what I sense. God really wants to convict people, you know, and, and what I love about God is his ability to just realign us, no matter how much we've deviated, you know, you think you're doing well. And then he just opens your eyes and you're just like, God, how did I stray away again? One minute you're so focused on Jesus and the next minute it's like, what is going on? Okay, I see you guys in the chat. The only name that I I, I fully accept with my chest is Miriam. Every other one is a counterfeit. <laughs> Um, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Pastor Ayo for this opportunity for all of us to just glean off each other, just learning, learning, you know, from the deposit of God in all of us. And yeah, I've caught up on all the messages and it's just, we've just been having so much fun in the word, you know, from Pastor Ayo to Shubi to um, Fiona. <laughs> Hi, Aditya. Thank you. I don't know if this is, I know this is not Busaya because Busaya wouldn't say that. I hope, <laughs> but I did it too because I, I understand there are two attitudes. Um, yeah, <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome. So, um, yeah, honestly, I've just been so blessed by the messages, you know, from yesterday to Shubi's session as well. Amazing, 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 amazing. Tonight, um, we're going to be doing a deep dive in scripture, and the title of tonight is The Purity of Your Pursuit. The purity of your pursuit. We've been talking a lot about the pursuit. You know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, love, going back to the place of our first love, you know, loving God again. You know, we've been talking about, you know, our identity in Christ, which is a lot of a lot of what Fiona spoke about. But today, 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 I hope you guys can hear me properly. Today, we're going to be talking about the purity of our pursuits. The purity of our pursuits. Just take, take in that word. I'm sure there are already a lot of things that are running through your mind, the purity of our pursuit. And I'm just going to start by speaking to what purity is in a very practical way. So back in um, high school, I did chemistry. 
And in chemistry, they spoke to us about a lot of metals and compounds. And they said there were pure compounds and there were some compounds that were impure, right? And then they started to speak to us about this metal called, um, or this material called diamond. And it's so interesting. I just can never forget it. You know, when they spoke about diamond, because it just struck me, first of all, I'm sure you know this, but diamond is the hardest material on earth, except they found a new material. As I when I was in Scotia, diamond was the hardest material. And, you know, when they were talking to us about all of the elements and compounds, they would kind of list characteristics of each one. So for, for diamond, number one, hardest material um, in the world. And number two, it is so hard that the only thing that can cut a diamond is another diamond. You know, when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, fun fact. <laughs> Today, chemistry is not boring. Fun fact, you know. And I just I just found it so profound, you know. But that property of diamond only exists in its pure state, meaning that if, say, the diamond, you've mixed it with some other compounds, it's not going to have that same strength. It's not going to be able to exact that effect of being able to cut a diamond. Does that make sense? And it's not just with diamond, right? Just praise God. God is just here. I just feel God so strongly in this conversation. Um, It's not just diamond, right? If you think of something like gold, right? If you think of something like gold, gold is a very, very, very valuable property, especially in its pure state. Gold is so valuable, guys. Sorry, let me just um have a call coming in. It's going to interrupt the mix last. Let me just adjust that. Okay, that should be fine. Gold is also a very valuable metal, right? And gold is so valuable that even if you get gold, like you buy a jewelry that has say 20% gold and you buy another one that has say 50% gold it's still really expensive like even gold in its impure state so far there's some gold in it it's still expensive obviously the most expensive version would be the purest version and then I find that even when you want to buy things that are just coated in gold it's not like it's the real gold the fact that it's just coated in gold you know it offers some form of value However, we all know that real gold is not the same thing as gold-plated or as gold-coated, right? And I'm, I'm sharing all of these relatable terms to just, to just get to the point. And my point is, there is a difference between a material that is 100% pure and a material that has, say, maybe 20% of the original content of the metal right just stay with me it's going to make sense in, in a bit while i was preparing right i was just sitting with god and he says speak to them about purity and he says oh help me holy spirit and he says god wants to do incredible things in our lives guys how do i know from the beginning, let's take it back to Genesis. It says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Meaning, I want to create a version of me that can do everything I can do. And it's, I, that, that alone is evidence that God wants to 
do mighty things through us. But here's the problem. The version of you that can do mighty things is the pure version of you. The presence of God, the power of God flows through pure conduits. So for every time we mix God with worldliness, there's a dilution that occurs. And every time that dilution occurs, it's almost as if the potency of his power, of his presence, it just fizzles out. This is an overview of what we're going to be talking about today. God wants to do powerful things in our lives through us. You know, sometimes it's almost as if the days of his power, you know, it's almost as if the days of his power are in the past. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. As children of God, we quench the possibilities of God in our lives when we do not walk in obedience. Right? Another way to kind of look at it, to really understand it, is steel, right? If you know what steel is, is, is this material that they use to reinforce anything. If you're trying to build heavy duty stuff, you're trying to construct really, really tall buildings, more often than not, you see like steel being used, you know, for pillar structures at the edges and all of that. I'm not an engineer, just, just flow with me. And why is steel used? Because of the property that it has, which is tensile strength, like it has this property to bear weight. And it's like, as children of God, everything that God is. So let's talk about what, 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 what is God or what does God do? What does God have? The first thing that might come to your mind is his power. The power of God is available to every single believer. His resources, and when I say resources, I mean literally every single thing you can think of. The Bible says that the cattle on a thousand hills are his. Every single thing, money, cars, houses, his resources, he wants to give us. But the only way that we can walk and own these things is if we walk in purity. All right. The Bible says, in first chapter 1 15 to 16 it says be holy as i am holy we're talking about the purity of our pursuit it says be holy as i am holy and it's almost every time i've thought of that scripture i've always thought of it as you know god just laying out requirements and just saying you know just just do this just do this i don't think it was until recently that i understood that it's almost as if he's pleading with us. Because if you don't embody this characteristic called holiness, there's only so much that you can see, right? And I'm just going to go ahead of myself because I really need to drive the nail in. The Bible talks about in a great house, there are many vessels, right? Some of, you know, some of, um, let me just even read it. In a great house, there are many vessels, some of gold, some of silver, some of wood, and some of clay. And it says, if you cleanse yourself, you'll be fit for the master's use, that you'll be, um, yeah, you'll be instruments for special purposes. And I remember 
somebody explained this scripture in a way that was so powerful. Even though as believers, we have access to the same resources, people are going to have different results. Why is it that Daddy Jew is able to command the power of God the way that he is? Why is it that he has so much resources? Why is it that he's such an influential person? Why is it that, you know, when we, when you talk about the dominion mandate, you can just see it represented in his life. But you don't see that in every believer's life. It's almost as if, God, you say you want to bless us, but why is it that some people have different results from other people? You know, and 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 what we're talking about today is the level of God is not a partial God. If you consecrate yourself, if you give yourself to God in holiness, guys, you will see the dimensions of God that you are seeing in those people that you admire. You'll see it in your life as well. Right? There's the kind of man that God uses, which is where we're really going. So we say we are on this journey of pursuit, you know, and we're, we're just going after him. But you cannot, you cannot say you are going after God and be cherry picking, you know, scriptural scriptures to obey. You cannot say you are going after God and say, yeah, when it comes to lying, I'm not going to lie. But you see this thing about sexual purity, me, I don't see anything wrong in kissing. Somebody's going to do what I want to do. And it's like, it's not going to change the fact that you are saved. You are saved. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to, you know, actualizing his promises in your life, you're going to start to see deficits because you are only... So think of it in terms of like percentages, right? You are doing 50% God, but 50% of the world. You only see 50% of results. But if you give yourself to God 100%, you see 100% results, right? Guys, please feel free to stop me at any point because I have a tendency to... Oh, Timmy, I'm just seeing your comment. I am live on Mixer. Um, I am live on Mixler. Please let me know if that is not the case. Hmm? I don't understand. <laughs> I beg, help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me, please, because yeah, I don't understand. Go. You want me to go off where? Do you mind going going off mute and explaining to me? Yeah, because I don't. What do you mean by your life? Mm, um, he wants you to log off Mixer. Oh, 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 okay, I understand. Sorry, sorry, it took me a minute there. Sorry, I thought that's 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 how we used to do before. So I thought that was how we are doing it. Apologies, apologies. Okay, yeah. So back to back to what we were saying, right? The purity of our pursuit, the purity of our pursuit. There is a kind of man that God uses. The Bible says, who shall ascend to the hills of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart. There is a kind of man that God uses. There is a kind of man in that God uses. Let me use this word in a small way, right? And you're happy that, yeah, 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 God is using me. But understand that the more you consecrate yourself, the more you give yourself to him, right? The more you die to self, 
the more of him you will see in your life. Right? So that's to that scripture. I want to break it down. Um, I should be saying where the scriptures are found. Apologies. So 2 Timothy 2 verse 20 to 22. In a large house, there are articles, not only of gold, but also of silver, also of wood and of clay. Some are for special purposes and some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy and useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. Flee the desires of youth and pursue righteousness, pursue faith, pursue love and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Is that okay now, um, Naomi? Let me know if yeah you need me to clarify something. So that I just read Second Timothy two twenty to twenty two, and that scripture is 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 literally speaking about the kingdom of God. That as much as God loves all of us, understand that there are some people that are for special purposes. There are some people that have so given themselves to God that literally. Their ordinary words have so much power. There are people that have, that literally, you know how the scripture says in Galatians 2.20, it says, you know, I have been crucified with Christ, but now I no longer live. But now Christ lives in me. The life I now live, I now live by faith in the Son of God, right? That scripture has been captured in their lives. And the Bible calls these people articles of special use. and. When you really break down the scripture, you realize that the reason why people, some people are like gold and some people are like wood and some people are like, you know, that vessel in the house that people just use for rubbish is because these people have consecrated themselves in different ways. If you believe that, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, as long as, as long as I go to church, as long as I love. God, it doesn't matter how much, how many, how, whether or not I spend time with God, my heart is for Him. You know how people say that, you know, it's my heart, God sees my heart, you know, I don't just have time, you know, you see my heart, God. Understand that the rules will not change because of your busy work schedule, the rules will not change because, you know, it's for you, you've tried it, but you know, you've not been able to overcome that sin and you've just decided that this is this is this is the cross that I have to bear. That is fine, God is so loving. It's not going to change the fact that you are saved, but understand that the more that God has for his children will not be captured in your life. And it sounds really harsh, but just, just think about it logically. You know, somebody has given themselves to God, you know, in prayer, in fasting, in studying the word. What that is doing is that that is transforming that person in a way that now God can literally speak and the person will understand because the person now understands the language of God. That's just one way to look at it, right? In a great house, there are many vessels. And I think that my favorite part of this scripture is where it says, those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments of special purpose. And sometimes we think that these things are not automatic. We think that is beyond our own control, right? But it says, if you will cleanse yourself, 
And think about it. If you will cleanse yourself from these things, you will be an instrument of special purpose. That's an invitation. That is God essentially saying, I don't have favorites. If you do what you need to do, I will use you mightily. And I, and I feel like when I'm saying, I will use you mightily, you might be thinking, hey, me, I'm not even interested in ministry. That's not my business. You see, being used by God is not standing on a pulpit. Being used by God is being an emblem of his glory, being a carrier of his presence. There are certain people that, you know, are, are, that might be anointed and not necessarily have the presence of God. There are certain people that might be very skilled and not have the presence of God. But you see, when you combine skill with the presence of God, with the backing of God, your results are indescribable. When I say indescribable, I mean indescribable right? And God really wants to help us. God sees your effort. He sees you in your workplace, how you are, you know, working hard and working hard. And he's looking at you like, well done. But guess what? There's, 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 a, there's a scripture that is so scary. It says, the labor of fools weary them. It means that there's such a labor where you are just working hard and working hard and you're not seeing, you know, corresponding results. Or maybe you are even seeing corresponding results. Understand that when the anointing of God drops on your labor, it amplifies your results. So when I'm talking about being used mightily by God, I'm telling, I'm talking about having indescribable results. I'm talking about having extraordinary results. I'm talking about standing out, you know, and I'm just going to share a testimony with you that I hope will bless you. Last year, I was privileged to, you know, write an exam, right? And... <laughs> I tried my best, like in terms of hard work, but by the time I wrote that exam finished, like I had so much headache. I was like, this wasn't what I was expecting. I knew I tried, but I was like, <laughs> people would ask me, how did the exam go? I said, it was okay. It was okay. However, when my result came out for this exam, um, this exam had like over 3000 people that passed the exam. When they did the stats, my score fell in the top 13 point something percent. And I'm talking about out of 3,000 or something people that passed the exam. And guys, everybody knows, I don't know. I know myself, I know my ability, and I know mm -mm, this one, this wasn't useless. Something happened. And that's what I'm trying to talk about. Like God wants to, God wants to use your life to show off. God wants to, some of us have think that we're just meant to just get by through life. No, you can't read scripture and think that God expects you to just get by through life. God expects you to be extraordinary, to be outstanding. And the only way that this can happen is for his presence to flow through you. And how does the presence flow through you? You have to be a conduit. How do you become a conduit? Walk in holiness. Be like God. Be like God, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. If I can create man to be like me, then he will have my results. Is it making sense now? If I, can, if, if I can make man like me, he will have my results. How am I? I? One of the things, one of the attributes of God is holiness. So to have God's results, you've got to be like God. Is it making sense? I'll say it again. God wants to do phenomenal things through his children. God wants to, God wants you to break every record that exists. God wants you to smash. God wants you to be outstanding in your industry. So it's not until you are standing on a pulpit that you're glorifying God. 
understand it. We are called to be kings and priests. Kings means in your industry, in that place where you are right now, that they'll say, please go and call, go and call Timmy-san for me because nobody can do it like him. You see, that dimension, that grace, it comes supernaturally. And holiness is a prerequisite for it to land on you. All right. So back to that scripture. So yeah, I was, I was, I was going to highlight a dimension in that scripture that speaks to intentionality. The scripture says, if you cleanse yourself from the latter, if you, it doesn't say, if I help you cleanse yourself. It says, if you, there's something about determination. There's something about having a resolve in your heart that this year, you know, all of that partying, I'm done. This year, I'm not, I'm not about that life anymore. There's something about when you make up your mind. It's in that place that God will come and breathe and help you. I'm not saying God will not help you because I understand that people are struggling with sin. People are struggling with lust, and I'm going to get there. Today, we're going to call sin by its name. We're not going to lie to each other. We're going to speak truth because that's what we do with the word. The word of God is a truth revealer, you know, and we're going to call sin its rightful name because we need to walk in holiness. God needs us to walk in holiness because See, he's trying to build a kingdom here on earth. He's trying to build his kingdom. And for you to rule and reign like God reigns, you need to walk in holiness. I'll keep saying it until it enters somebody's head. You need to walk in holiness, right? There's an intentionality dimension. You need to make up your mind. I'm no longer going to, I'm not going to be spending the night in, in the opposite sex's house. You know, you need to make, make up your mind. I'm going to stop lying. I'm going to stop lying on my CV. Maybe then God will help me and give me a job. I'm going to stop lying on my CV. You know, you need to make up your mind. No matter what, God, give me grace. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop this thing. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it. It says, if you cleanse yourself, this is the word of God we are reading. And I'm going to show you other scriptures where it also speaks to you. You have to do something. God is not going to cause fall on you and you're just going to, hey, all your sexual struggles are over. No. There is an intention. There's a, you must make up your mind. I am, even if they put a gun to my head, I am going to walk in holiness. I'm not going to steal anymore. I hope no one here steals. I'm not going to steal anymore. I'm not going to pretend. Some people live fake lives. The heck? Fake life. Putting up things that are not yours. Why? Because of the opinions of men. I'm going to walk in holiness. Some of us, the things that we watch is killing you. Pastor spoke about this two days ago. It's killing you. You just keep you just keep watching the things that you call entertainment. They are choking the life of God in you. God wants to speak to you. God wants to tell you where to invest. But your, the atmosphere around you is impure. He can't, do you understand? The substrate that he works on is holiness. The atmosphere around you is so demonic. It's so demonic. It's the agenda of Satan that is thriving. Do you understand? So the whole point of working in holiness, I'm creating an atmosphere for where angels, angels are, oh God, angels are constantly delivering things. They are constantly moving. The Wi-Fi around my, my, my side is so, it's so, the presence of God is just around me. Like, I don't even, in my home, like, the atmosphere in my home is very, very important. Very, very important to me. 
the atmosphere in my home is very important to me. I can't have you come and just disrupt the atmosphere, playing foul things, releasing foul spirits in my atmosphere. It takes time to build atmosphere, you know. What's God saying to you? God is saying, I see you. You are fasting, you are praying. It's the beginning of the year. It's good to fast and pray. When you are done fasting and praying, can you please walk in obedience? You know, the Bible speaks, I, I believe it was Isaiah that was speaking and was rebuking the children of Israelites. And he says, can you stop fasting? Because this your fasting is thinking to me. And God was speaking to them. He said, what kind of fast are you fasting? And you are walking in sin. You are being, you are unjust. Like your injustice is prevalent in your midst. Look at the way you're treating people. You know, some of us, we say we are believers. We say we fast. We say we pray. The way you speak to people Every time someone speaks to you, once you are angry, you say, you know what, I, I'm angry and you know, you just have to deal with me. Whenever I'm angry, I just say things. Do I believe her? And by the time you finish speaking to somebody, they are so deflated and you call yourself a believer. You say you have a life-giving spirit on the inside of you. But when you speak to people, you take away life from them. These are the things you say, oh, once I'm angry, there's nothing I can do about it. Who says? Who says? Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. You can decide. You can decide that anger will no longer rule over you. You need to go and read. Do you know what the Bible says about angry people? <laughs> it says if you're angry, you're a fool. Then you need to read the Bible. You need to see what scripture says. Walk in holiness. Some of us look down on people. Some of us have a way of classifying people. Oh, this one is high profile. I'll speak to her. This one, mm. Some of us, when we meet people, we say, eh, my spirit does not agree with her. We've just abused. We've just abused. <laughs> my spirit does not agree with her, I mean. What does that mean? What does that mean? As an excuse to treat someone poorly. What about love? The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Some of us, we, you just don't understand the scripture. Don't tell me you understand it. Show me with your life that you understand the scriptures. It says, love people. Somebody comes to you and you treat them bad. And you say you're, you're a child of God. See, these things that we are doing, you, you, you must understand that life is spiritual and there's such a thing as atmospheres. There are certain things that encourage the activity of Satan. You see, let me tell you, the Bible says he has come to steal, to kill and to destroy. And what that means is that for every time there is a satanic atmosphere, understand that something is dying, something is being destroyed, something is being stolen. So the reason why you are not thriving as you should as a believer is because Satan has found certain, certain hedges in your life that have been broken and he's using it to interrupt the flow of God. For every time God wants to bless you, say, this one, no, 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 no. That's why he's called the accuser of the brethren. He's the one choking, choking you. God wants you to flourish. God wants to give you a job. God wants to bless you. But you see, you need to drop these foolish things that Satan is using as a legitimate, legitimate ground to keep you down. There are some people that say, The Bible says concerning Daniel, they looked at his record. He was found blameless. Job, blameless. Do you know that there are people in our earth today that even if Satan would try, try, try to look for a, a way to enter their lives, nothing will be found. And I'm trusting God to be that kind of person. Because you see those people that they call blameless, Abraham, Daniel, think about them. They, they had indescribable prosperity. You see, the money that you want to have, God wants to give it to you. The prosperity that you want to walk in, God wants but holiness is the guy somebody will hear me today holiness is the prerequisite 
walk in holiness, create an atmosphere that demons cannot thrive in. Even if they want to come, one angel say, hey, stop there. No road for you here. This is our, this is our territory. Build an altar with your life. Build an altar. Holiness is beautiful. I don't know what the world has sold to you, but it is so beautiful. When your worship is rising from a from the altar of holiness, it's such a sweet smelling aroma. Do you know sometimes we, we forget that worship is not even the song. Worship is your life. Your, oh, your whole life is worship. And your whole life can literally exude an odor that is so pleasing to the Lord that he just wants to be around you. He just wants to bless you. He just wants to keep pouring into you because you are just, you're just so pleasing to him. Guys, God is calling you to purity. God wants your pursuit of him to be pure. God cares. I can tell you for sure. God cares about how you speak to people. He cares about what you watch. He cares about what you permit in your life. He cares. He cares about your thoughts, my God. Do you know that Psalm 139 says that, you know, my thoughts are not hidden from you. He knows your thoughts. So all of you that will be thinking about girls and their bodies, God knows your thoughts. Somebody says, oh, I can't control what I think. Says who? You control, you cannot control the thoughts that come in, but you can control the thoughts you entertain. Because the moment that thought comes in, you have a decision to either block it out or meditate on it. God cares. God is calling you back to the place of purity in your journey and in your walk with him. The Bible says, flee the evil desires of youth. See, just because we are young, there are certain desires that we have. But the Bible says a lot of these desires might not necessarily glorify him. Flee the evil desires of youth. You know, sometimes I like to be naive and I like to think that, you know, no, everybody, everybody is walking in holiness. Everybody is good. But more and more and more, I'm beginning to realize that the enemy is crafty. Because if he will have leaders think like that, the, the ship is going to be in trouble. Because people are struggling. And I know that for the, word, for the Lord to give me a message like this, it means that there are people that need to hear this. Because see, God wants to bless you. I'll say it again and again and again. God wants to promote you. God wants to increase you. But these things are stumbling blocks that is preventing you from being where you need to be. The Bible says, while some ought to be teachers, they are still being taught the elements, the foundational things of the faith. The Bible says, flee the evil desires of you. I'm speaking to someone and you are hearing God and the Holy Spirit is convicting you. It is time. See, the worst thing that you can do in your life is to live a double life as a Christian because guess what? You're not enjoying the benefits of being in the world and you're not fully enjoying the benefits of being in God. I can't even imagine getting to heaven and God says to me, you know, Miriam, you could have done much more because you only gave me 50% of you. You were only consecrated 50%. If you had given me to all of you, I would have made you a billionaire. God forbid. Like God forbid. God forbid I get to heaven and I realize I limited what God could do in my life based on my decisions, based on my choices, based on my indecisions. God forbid. Some of us, you think you are so smart. You think you are so smart. Everybody calls you man of God. Everybody calls you woman of God. But in the, in the, in the backyard, 
you are carrying girls. You are playing with girls. There's this one that people do. Eh, I didn't tell her that I'm, I'm interested in her. So, so you think God, God excuses you. You call yourself a child of God. And, <laughs> you know, you know, I know a lot of people are not going to like me after today, but it's fine. You know, it's fine. Do you know that witchcraft, can I talk to you guys about what witchcraft is? Do you know witchcraft is not necessarily what we understand it to be? Somebody's doing juju. Somebody's using diabolic means. There's a dimension of witchcraft, but, but that is that. But witchcraft, as scripture defines it, is manipulation. Oh, yeah, da, da, da. Manipulation is making people do things like, like making people do things against their will, being funny, being deceitful. When you start to find that you are you are very crafty in your means, you say things so that people will think a certain way, but that's not what you really want. When you start to find that you you find those areas exciting, be careful because you are dabbling into witchcraft. There are some people, there are some guys, when you ask them, why did you lead this girl on? They say, oh, no, I never I never came out to say that I'm with her officially. So, therefore, she came to this conclusion by herself. Really? But you kept on calling her. You kept on having late-night conversations with her, three-hour-long conversations with her, and you opened your mouth to tell me you did not lead her on. Do you think the only way to lead somebody on is by saying it? Hey, I like you. No. And you think that God sees that and God, yeah, yeah, God doesn't mind. But then you don't know him. You see, this Holy Spirit, whoo, he's so, see, he's so sensitive. And when you begin to walk with him, you understand little things can grieve him. And when you, when you really have the fear of God in you, you understand you can't even play with God's children. You can't. You can't play around with God's children. If you understand that, you see this girl that eh, my body is moving for. This is somebody's child. This is the child of God. When we start to see ourselves as truly brothers and sisters, as another fellow child of God, trying to figure out this Christian journey like me, you begin to you begin to you begin to stop certain things. There are some things I cannot stand. Deceit, deceiving people. And you say, Yes, God used me. God used you to do what? Hey, there's somebody already using him. His name is Satan. Some people think <laughs> some people think it's up to you wear black clothes and a red cap that you are you are doing Satan's work. So every time you walk in rebellion to the to the kingdom of God, guess what? You are Satan's apprentice. And I'm not saying this to make anybody feel bad. I'm not. I'm saying this to call you back to repentance. Some of you need to repent. You've gone far. You've gone far. Hey. Man of God, you are lying down on the same bed with another woman. Like, explain it to me. You're not married to her. Explain it to me. Say, her apartment is a studio apartment. <laughs> it's only there. There's no chair there. Wow. Ah, Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever you sow, you will reap. It's the same word of God we are reading. It's in, the, it's in the New Testament. It's not even Old Testament. Whatsoever you sow. If you sow in the flesh, you will reap destruction. If you sow in the spirit, you will reap eternal life. You see, this eternal life, you don't reap it by confession. You reap it by sowing in the spirit. You sow in this. How do you sow in the spirit? Consecrate yourself. How do you consecrate yourself? You give yourself to prayer. You give yourself to the word. And most importantly, you walk in obedience. If it's in the word, please, let's not argue. There's no argument. Is it in the word? Eh, can we kiss? Can we not kiss? Excuse me. 
when you are kissing, is it the flesh that is glorified or the spirit? Some of us don't even know what we are up against. God is trying to build an army. If you know the kingdom you are up against, that's why God does not even bother recruiting some of us into the army. Please, I love her too much. Let's let her not finish her. God will not bother recruiting you into his army. But there are some people that he will call, this one is my general. What's the difference? Consecration. Give yourself to the Lord. Stop all this foolishness. Today I'm here, today I'm there. Why? You know, the one that hurts me the most that, that I, I'm sorry, it seems as if I'm coming for the men because, yeah, sorry. The one that pains me the most is when I find that a young believer, you know, a female young believer, she's trying to find her faith and then she sees this, you know, man of God, you know, this person that can help me find my faith. And then he starts to hit on her. And then he starts to say, you know, they never come out straight. They will not say they like you. But, you know, he'll be doing long. He says Bible studies, studies of the Bible, prayers. You say you are praying. Do you know how, see, people don't understand. Prayer is one of the most intimate things you can do with someone. If it's not in a group setting, please don't pray consistently with someone of the opposite. You're going to love them. Forget, you're going to fall in love. Let me, it's a, it's a hack. Learn it. Let it have no peace. You say it's prayer. God revealed something. Let us be praying for this, this other person in our church. See, stay away. That thing pains me so much. When I see a young girl in the faith trying to find Jesus and she turns to you, and you begin to, ah, it's a terrible thing. I'm telling you, it's a, ter- it's a terrible thing. And you know what? I found a scripture one day. The Bible says <laughs> that if anyone will cause any of these little ones to stumble, it's better for them to have a millstone hung on their neck and they should be drowned in the sea than the judgment that they will face. I saw it in my Bible. That if you will cause somebody who is young in the faith to stumble, you don't know what is coming. Because God does not play with them. That God, do you know what it is for one person to be saved? And you, you are now engaging them in illicit activities that is leading them to darkness. Do you know what it costs God to save one soul? Come on. Come on. It's holiness we are talking about. It's, we are still talking about this issue of holiness. Because sometimes when we talk about holiness, we, 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 we tend to conceptualize it in a way that is just abstract. I'm bringing it home. It is very relatable. It is very relatable. God places an authority in your life. And your own is just to be dishonoring them. And you say you're working in holiness. Hey! This same Holy Spirit, where they inside me, they inside you. And you are not grieved. Some of you, the way you have engaged in these activities, you've engaged it to the point where your conscience is seared. God cannot even, that's the worst place to be, that God cannot convict you concerning an issue anymore. People will now say, me, I did not get convicted when I wore that clothes and I have the Holy Spirit in me. Eh? <laughs> you didn't get convicted. Sorry, ma. No problem. Me, me, I'm not even a, me. If you know me in life, I'm a very docile being. I don't argue. I know they fight people. I pray that if anyone here has their conscience seared with iron, that the Holy Spirit will circumcise your heart. Because that's what we are called. We are called the circumcision group. And for every time you come into contact with us, there's a level of circumcision that will happen to your heart. God cares. Woo! God cares, though. Hey, I can't tell you for free. God cares how you treat your mom. Can I go there? The way you speak to your mother. The Bible says, honor your parents so that your days will be long. Some of us, 
We are so selfish. Your parents give their life for you to be where you are today. But to give them something, problem. Everybody face their own. <laughs> hey! The way you speak to your mom matters. The way you honor her. Some of us, it's our parents' birthdays. You can't even buy them something small. Holy, we are still talking about holiness. So we are still on the matter. Holiness. What does holiness mean? To be like God. Would God do that? Holiness. Would God do that? Ah. <laughs> Would God do that? You say your parents are not saved. How are you going to save them? By treating them the way they are treating you back. They give you, you give them one, you give them one, they give you one, they give them like that. That's how they'll be saved. It's holiness. It's to be like God. Because you see, once you are like God, forget every time you go, wherever you go, the presence will go with you because you are like Him. And that's the whole point of this journey. Let us make man. God. God says, I want to make mirror images. I want to make copies of me that I don't need to be in UK. If Miriam is there, that territory, Satan cannot thrive. It says, for this reason was the Son of Man manifest to destroy the works of darkness. How can I be a partaker in darkness when I'm called to destroy the work of darkness? Do you understand? Do you understand? Satan needs to come and look at you and he will not find anything. Any. They call it blameless. They call it being blameless. And guess what? Satan is not like men. No. The ones we do in the secrets. Some, the angels are recording it. You can't hide. You can't, you can't pretend. Unfortunately, you can't. There are some things that, by the reason of you know, the leadership position that I occupy, there are some things I'm privy to. You know, there are some things I get to know. Ah, and it breaks my heart. Child of God. <laughs> Child of God. Child of, it's a different thing if you are struggling. And one of the things I want to even speak about is accountability. Please, if you are struggling, don't struggle alone. Why? Why? Why make life hard for yourself? Humble yourself. Speak to an authority. You know, let them know this is what I'm dealing with. That's different from somebody who thinks they are smart and they are living a double life. It's different. God is calling you. See. I wish I could open my heart and show you the burden in God's heart. See, God wants, ah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I really want, I'm like, Shubomi, give me your account number. I really want to give you money. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, I'm serious. I'm not just asking for your account. I'm like, I really want to give you money. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it come into the heart of any man. What God wants to do for they that love him and accord according to his purpose. Do you understand? God wants to do mind-blowing things through us. Sometimes when people prophesy over me, I'm like, hey, God, me, I can't wait. God wants to release billions into your hands, shut that katosa, but not in this state, because in this corrupted state, it's like giving billions to kingdom of darkness. <laughs> God wants to, he wants to, and it's like, if you can just walk with me, walk in obedience, don't argue. Even if you don't understand, don't argue. Just push through yourself. Walk in obedience. And you begin to see what he's doing. He begins to announce you, elevate you, elevate you. The time will come, you are so dead to the flesh. You are so dead to the self, to yourself. Now says, take 10 billion. And by that time, that 10 billion will not even be exciting to you because you know it's kingdom money. You know it's kingdom money. Of course, he will bless you. Your portion is inside the 10 million, but you know it's kingdom money. By that time, you are so dead to the world. 
God wants you to walk in holiness. It's an unpopular message, but we must preach the word, the complete word of God, as we are preaching that you should. Because see, anybody can take out time and say for for ten days they are not eating. Some people even do it. They do. They say ten days starvation. They do. It. I see it on YouTube. Ten days starvation. Watch my journey with me vlog. <laughs> what is going to make your fasting powerful? I'm telling you, obedience. Letting you on the platform of obedience. See, there are some there are some kind of people that pray, and the prayer is irresistible. It must be answered. Ah, God's feel me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what makes this fast different is that after the fast, you will continue to walk in obedience. You know, I get so amused whenever people say they are fasting, they are staying away from sex because they are fasting, they are staying away from this because they are. So what happens after the fast? Oh, then you go back to the activity. So what then was is God is God a joke to you? <laughs> is God a joke? Is God, because of your fasting, you will not bet, you will not do betting. And after the fashion go back and do bestie. And it's like, as in, what's going on here? You know? <clears throat> let me let me let me shake one more table. Let me shake one more table. This is scripture. It's not even me. Let God shake one more table. It says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know that they produce quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. <laughs> who is that? Who is who is that? Who is, who is feeling convicted right now? The Lord's servants must not be quarrelsome. Some people go, every time, fight. Fight, 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 warrior, warrior. Why? Why? And you don't understand that these things grieve the Holy Spirit. And, and I wonder, is it the same Holy Spirit that is in all of us? You're so quarrelsome. People avoid you like a plague. Because ah, people be walking eggshells around you, eggshells. Why? You must prove your point. No, you're not guessing me. You're not getting me. You're Jackie Sean. <laughs> this is, these are the things that are denying people of their inheritance in Christ. If you go to church, you say you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priest. You are a king. You are a priest. And we look at your life. You look like a pauper. It's not the word is not showing in your life. Why? Because you've used the impurities of life, of life. You've used it to douse every God will want to try and bless you through it and you block it with fight. God wants to bless you through bless you through it. You block it with sexual immorality. God wants to bless you. And it's just like, Lord. The Lord, I'll say it again because some people say it's just my personality. I just don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a liberal person. I just don't conform to to, to ideologies. <laughs> okay. He says the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but but must be kind. You know, kindness is, is still is still in scripture. Being kind is still in the word. Must be kind, must be able to teach, and must not be resentful. Because of time, I just need to speed up. But listen to this scripture, 2 Corinthians 7:1. It says. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence to God. This is one of pastor's favorite scriptures. <laughs> ah, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't think it's the same. I think it's not the same Bible of us we are reading. Because some people say that the moment they give their life to Christ, then they're already holy. Some people believe that, that all of these things that we're discussing is works. Some people believe that. 
But it's the scripture I'm reading, and I'm reading this in the New Testament. It's Paul said we should purify ourselves. He didn't say, go and beg God to be. He said, purify yourself. How do you purify yourself? Make decisions. Set boundaries. Don't tell me, I don't know how it happened. What do you mean you don't know how it happened? Set boundaries. Help yourself. I was talking to, who was I talking to? I was talking to my friends, and we're like, sometimes you, people have too much confidence in themselves. Bible says, let him that thinks he stands, take it lest he falls. You know you are sexually attracted to someone, and you are you people are saying you <laughs> I think I need to leave this place, man. I need to leave this place. It says purify yourself, purify yourself, purify yourself. And I love why it says purify yourself out of reverence. Kai. Some people don't fear God anymore. I'm telling you. It's so obvious that people don't fear God. That even though, do you know what the fear of God is? That this God that is so loving, understand that he's also a consuming fire. Understand that God is so just that he will judge. He says you should perfect holiness. Meaning that there's a level of practice that will make you get to that place of holiness, right? And do it out of reverence for God. Such that even if nobody else is there, like Joseph, how can I do this great wickedness against God? Somebody's offering you money in exchange for sex. How can I do this great wickedness? They said they will take care of you. Are, you are in a serious need. The person said they will take care of you. How can I do this great? Nobody else is here. Nobody will know. How can I do this great wickedness? Just change your CV. Just say that you did this. Say that you have this. How can I do this great wickedness? You can't profess that you love God and be unwilling to give up the things that are separating you from him. <laughs> I'll say it again. You cannot profess to love God and be unwilling to give up the things that are separating you from him. They say you love him. You just want to be where he is. Give up on. <laughs> give up. Give, give it up. Give up those moments. Sometimes it's not even porn. Sometimes it's those movies that the scenes are just so... Do you know that there are some movies that... I don't know. I don't know, man. Once I just say LGBTQ content, it just riles me up. Like, I'm just like... No matter how interesting it was, I'm just like, yeah, I can't. Like, thanks. But it's a simple movie about history. Before you know it, the best friend is gay. Like, ah, miss me on that. My point is, how can you say you love God and you're unwilling to give up the things that are separating you from him? The truth is that if you're working genuinely with God, you will be convicted when you do these things. And when God const constantly convicts you and you don't listen, your heart becomes hardened. How can like? Think about it like something is taking away the presence of God from my life. But I just say this is just how I am. I don't just know how to take nonsense. So I must give it to them or they give it to me. Else. And it is denying me of the presence of God. And I'm insisting, God forbid. Like what is what is that thing that I cannot give up? Like when you put it on a on a scale, like the presence of God. The, pre the presence of God. Anger. The presence of God. Anger. 
like fam i'll give up anger a million times over i'll give it up give it up in summary guys the music you listen to matters i said it unapologetic the music you listen to it matters the movies that you watch it matters the pages you follow on instagram like guys pastor was talking about it too and he was talking about how much of this content influences us you have no idea do you know what the word principality means my pastor was explaining it to me it's like sometimes we think of principalities and we think about horns and beasts it's like it's like intelligence demonic intelligence and how do they operate they create a mindset they influence the mindset of a territory and what mediums do they use whatever whatever medium is prevalent in the day right now what medium is prevalent media how do we get a people to become agnostic how do we get people to this that's how these people operate let's 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 make let's make let's make this known you know in the media space and let's get everyone to start and it's like when you start to understand how much intelligence is going behind all of these things, it's like you become intentional about the content. At least I might not be able to change it, but social media is useful. I might not be able to, I must use it, right? But I can filter, I can filter, I can help myself. Does that make sense? The pages you follow matters, the conversations you have, it matters. The way you treat people matters. The thoughts that you think, it matters. What you do while you are in a relationship matters. How you disciple people, disciple people, for people that are privileged to, to disciple people, don't treat them badly. Don't treat them, don't make them feel low of themselves, right? What you write on your CV matters. You know, recently, one of the women or girls that I'm privileged to disciple, she texted me to say that, you know, somebody asked her to put something on her CV and she felt so convicted that, is it wrong? And I was so happy. I'm like, yes, yes, thank you, God. You are indeed working in our life that in this day and age, somebody can be convicted because it's so, it's so, just say you did it, just say you did five, five procedures. Say you did 10, 10 lumbar punctures. I'm shaking my doctor's table. <laughs> say you, you said 10 chest I was so proud of her that day. And she said, you know, I've just been feeling convicted. But they say I will not be able to get a job if I don't do it. I said, you know what? You will get a job and you will not do it. Watch and see. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. This is Galatians 5, 19 to 20. And in summary, 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 and I mean it this time. <laughs> Let it be evident that you fear God in your dealings. Let your Christianity not be your profession by mouth, but let it be demonstrated in your decisions. Let it be obvious that you're different. Does that make sense? Let it be obvious. You know, let it be clear which side that you're on. If God is God, be on God's side. If Satan is your God, be on Satan's <laughs> You know. I'll say it again. As you pursue God, the whole point 
as you give yourself to these things, what's going to happen is that you're going to be so conformed to the image of God that you're going to be exactly like God. And when you're like God, guys, your results are unexplainable. Your results are mind-blowing. Your results are exponential. And that's the point, right? The Bible says, you know, dominion mandate, fill up the whole world, be fruitful, be multiply, and multiply, right? You know, have dominion over the whole earth. God wants you in those important positions. God wants you to, you think God doesn't want you to be promoted in your industry. How can you be a key decision maker if you are not promoted? But this version of you cannot be promoted. Oh, hell. <laughs> he needs to, he needs to, you know, help you conform more to his image before you're promoted. You know, God wants to shift you from a me, 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 me mentality to a kingdom mentality because that's when you really can, you know, partner with him to see his, his kingdom established here on earth. And that is me done, guys. That is me done, I promise. I'm just going to look through the comments and see if anyone has a question or any, um, um, or any, um, what, what do you call it, contribution. Well, yeah, Father, we just thank you for your word. I see all of your energy in the comments. Thank you guys for encouraging me. I'm really grateful. Really, really, really grateful. I see you all. I see you all. We will say African parents are toxic after they've paid your school fees and they fed and they clothed you. You know, until I came to this country, I realized that we are so blessed as Africans because from where we're from, your parents see you through to the very end. Here, come and see the amount of loans. People have to borrow money to further their education, you know, which is crazy. I know our African parents are not perfect, but big ups to them. Big ups to them. They do try force. Holiness means to be like God. Yes. She will says, please, I need money. Sis, receive it. You know, say we be billionaires. Um, who Jackie Shan, I see you all. Um, you cannot profess to love God and be willing to give up the things that are separating you from him. Papish. So simple. Aisha says, some people think love is enough. You can love God and still not fear him. Omo, loud it. Omo, that needs to be somebody's screensaver. The love of God comes from the fear of God. Aisha, that is so true. So true, so true, so true. Wow. Okay, I see you all. And yeah, that is me done with the comments. So we're just going to go into um, a season of prayer. You know, a lot of what we have said... It's, it's a prayer matter, but it's not a prayer matter, you know. After you finish praying, some of us need to sit down and really have, you know, a, a strong conversation with God. Now, as the thing is still doing you, before you go back, you know, you need to have sit down and just think, I can't continue like this, you know. I can't continue like Some of us need to, we need to, uh, and, and, and you know what, I'm not, I'm not, the least busy person but if you need somebody to just talk to if you need somebody to just you know hold your hands as you give up the works of the flesh please send me a message because this is my heart for for the body of christ and it's such a recurrent message you know that god has been speaking i mean in the past few weeks this issue of holiness this issue of purity this issue of consecration and i know why god is resounding it you could don't understand god really wants to bless you you know, it's like he feels so. I mean, I, I say this very, very, um, very, very, um, I say it now. I say this very guidedly. 
God almost feels helpless. It's like, I want to help this girl. But it's like, how can I help her life? And that's why he sent me to bring this message to you. Because this year is not going to be like any other year for you. This year, you're going to notice increase. This year, you're going to notice acceleration. This year, you're going to notice growth, you know, prosperity. Because these are all scriptural principles. And what is going to make this year different is that no longer will Satan come and find loopholes in your life where he can use to destroy or kill or weaken you. No. This year he's going to find a fortified believer who is sold out for God. This year your atmosphere, and I'm already praying by the way, this year your atmosphere is going to be so spirit-filled. You know, angel, angelic activities will be so strong around you this year. This year will not be like any other. You know, and, and, and I just sense in my heart that some of you, as you give yourself to these things, you're going to start to notice demons will leave you you know demon and I'm, I'm not joking demons are going to start leaving people because the true deliverance is not by casting out the de- casting out the devil true deliverance is when your mind has now been renewed when you know what you have in christ that's when deliverance has truly occurred because guess what that demons that that man of god cast out you can come back again if you don't have the mindset to fortify your liberty so father i'm just praying for your children that as somebody will give themselves to you as somebody will walk in obedience that truly deliverance will happen that spirit that has found a resting place because of repetitive sin you know that spirit of lust that jezebel spirit that spirit of seduction that has found a resting place in somebody's life as they give themselves to consecration deliverance will happen demons will begin to leave people deliverance in the mighty name of jesus I don't know why this one is just strong in my heart, but I just see deliverance. That thing that you've not been able to stop and you've tried is because there is a spiritual element that has reinforced it. As you make up your mind in the presence of God, that spirit is going. As you make up your mind to give yourself to God, to give yourself to God, not to dabble, not to have any more fellowship with darkness. As you make up your mind to give up pornography as you make up your mind to give up manipulating people of, of sins of witchcraft as you make up your mind to trust God to honor your parents as you make up your mind to trust God to overcome this spirit of anger that spirit of anger indeed is leaving you I just command every foul spirit as your children are consecrating themselves to you right now oh God let every spiritual element standing against their consecration let it bow to the authority of Christ Jesus, even right now. Let there be Holy Ghost sanitation in the lives of your children. Every impurity, everything standing in the way of your promotion, everything standing in the way of your next level in God, everything that has stagnated your life. And I'm praying for as many that are experiencing stagnation, even right now. The bagger one of the things that God has asked us to do as believers is to set the captives free. Anyone under the captivity of Satan, I set you free in the name of Jesus. I set you free in the name of Jesus. 
set you free into your next level, into your promises in God. In Jesus' name, anyone who is bound by sexual immorality, the fire of God that purifies, the refiner's fire, one of the things that the refiner fire does is it takes out impurities and makes you, presents you pure and blameless before the Lord. Let the refiner fire visit all of us in the name of Jesus. Anything that is in us that is going to cause us to be found wanting, let it be taken out in the name of Jesus and grace to walk in obedience and grace to walk in purity and grace to give yourself wholly and completely to the Lord. When nobody is watching, when anybody is watching, we receive it right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Jagadabada, we will walk in purity. Rebo Sokoto, no more will demons oppress us. We will walk in purity. Rebaba Shandala Katoza, Yende Bragadosa, Erikatoza. And we just come against generational patterns, generational patterns of sin, generational patterns of sexual struggles. That as you give yourself to consecration, that pattern is broken. The covenant of Christ supersedes every other evil covenant in Jesus name in Jesus name for in Jesus mighty and holy name we have prayed amen and amen and amen praise God thank you so much everyone thank you so much um just gonna hand over to you uh I, I suppose pastor has dropped off um I thought he was on I think he was on initially but yeah 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 you guys um except anyone has anything to say should we do you want to say anything um yeah but that is me done god bless everyone thank you for having me thank you so much Miriam. can we just celebrate the woman of grace can we just celebrate the woman of god recording stopped begin to speak over her life that um these words will not stand against that the day of judgment that it will not just be that she spoke the words, but recording that she in progress. Let's just begin to pray that God will that God will, will furnish our feet, furnish our feet. Katala brako yagaba. That people will see that God is our dwelling place. That people will see that it will be known to all men that she has made the Lord her dwelling place. That these words that she has spoken that has brought liberation to the hearts of men. That she will not fall into the error of this of, of, of these sins as well. That God will enable her, He will quicken her to submit to His righteousness. And all the days of our lives, of our life, rather, that it will be said that she followed God with all her hearts. Pray that she will not die untimely death. I pray that God will strengthen the works of our hands and all that's remaining that God needs to perfect in her life, that God will perfect. And every step that she needs to take for God to do the works that he needs to do, that God will quicken her to take to the glory of his name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Miriam. God bless you for an amazing time in the word. And I hope, you know, as many of us that were like preach, preacher, Lord, 
um talk about it talk about the preacher i hope you know this was not just for for vibes for us i hope that you heard what you needed to hear by the spirit because i know there are things that i was guilty of that she said and you know i've made a resolve in my heart to not not let it continue in my life not by my own strength but you know to carry out god's work is 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 by the by the power of the spirit but the decision to obey is by your own is your own is your own decision so we will not just be like, oh God, help us. So we will not lie again. We will not fight again. We will not be quarrelsome again. You know, we will not. <laughs> let me not. Let me not start trouble. Let me keep my mouth shut. Let me keep my mouth shut. <laughs> let me keep my mouth shut. Enough has been said today. Um, yeah. So I hope that you would actually make the decision to send that message and block that uncle and vice versa block that auntie as well and stop stop seeking closure you know for those of us that will now say please can can i come over to your house tomorrow there were some things i learned in church yesterday that i want to implement my dear you can you can have conversations over the phone via text you don't need to go to anybody's house to have closure um you need to you need to be honest with yourself. You need to be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, then you will not ask God the right questions and you will not pray the right prayers. If something is a struggle for you, no matter how sweet it looks, and you know that this is not something that God permits, ask God for help. But in honesty, don't, don't lie. Don't say you're trying to convert somebody. That's why you're still with the person. When you know that that's not really the case. That's not really the case. Don't say you're trying to go for closure by visiting somebody. When you know that's not really the case. Who who are you fooling? You're not fooling anybody but yourself. The longer that it takes for you to rise up and to say no, the longer it will be for you to enter your God-ordained destiny. Don't prolong your journey like the Israelites. Don't let a 40-day journey become a 40-year journey because you choose to indulge your flesh over obeying the Spirit of God. Don't be that person. We're talking about pursuit and the hugest factor in pursuing someone is what? Is love. Is love. Is love that makes us pursue him. It's love that makes us pursue him. The Bible says that what if you love me, you what you obey my commandments. So if we if we claim that we love God and we don't obey him, then we're lying. Then we're lying. We're lying. Don't deceive yourself this year. Let God use you. And let yourself be used by God as well. Be obedient. Report yourself on a frequent basis. Some of us, because we know what our friends will say. We have isolated ourselves from everybody. You continue in darkness. You have shut off everybody that can hold you accountable. You have cut them off stylishly. You have evaded every single person. Nobody can talk to you again because you have closed all doors that can bring you God's word. Today, apologize. 
apologize. Apologize. My dear friend, I know that it's because of me that you have not been saying the things that you normally say to me. I know our relationship has not been the same. Please, this is what has been happening. You, you, you have the right to correct me. You have the right to tell me the truth. Don't be running away from people that tell you the truth. Oh, don't don't be hypocritical as a believer. All these things they are very they are, they are hard pills to swallow, but they must be swallowed though. Whether you like Panadol, you don't like Panadol. When they can't issue, you go take Panadol, you know, go take Panadol. You go take Panadol. <laughs> so that's that that's it. Sometimes the word of God is sweet like honey. But sometimes it's bitter. It's bitter. And it's like, I don't want to hear this. This doesn't make me happy. I don't want to have to deal with consecration again. Prayer is hard. You know, asking people to forgive you is hard. Things, These things are hard. And that's why it's not by our strength that we do it. My strength shall no man what prevail. It's the spirit of God that enables us, that quickens us unto righteousness. And I pray that these words that we have heard will not stand against us on the day of judgment. That we will not just be hearers of the word, but will be doers of the word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Um, we meet again tomorrow morning for people that are in Nigeria, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, UK people, 5 a.m. Eastern time people, um, 12 a.m. And Pacific time people, 11, 11 p.m. So we'll be meeting again. We'll be talking about, you know, the pursuit of God again, as we have been. And, you know, Iana has been doing such a fantastic job sharing daily excerpts from the, from the book. I realized that I could not sit down to read the book. So I went to search for the book on, Insta, for, on, on YouTube. And there's legit a three-hour audio just dictating the words of the book. So if you're like me and, you know, you have work, you can just listen through your day. It costs us nothing. Just listen. Let's let's try to make um um make a commitment to your growth. Make a commitment to your growth, and um may the Lord reward our efforts with success. That will be all for today. I see you next time we meet for fresh dew. God bless you and have a lovely day. Good night, everyone.